CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Science of Success. Introducing your host, Matt Bodner. Welcome to the Science of Success, the number one evidence-based growth podcast on the internet with more than 3 million downloads and listeners in over 100 countries. In this episode, we explore how to unleash and live in your genius. How do you discover what your genius is? How can you spend more and more of your time doing what you love? We discuss how you can unlock the incredible potential within yourself and avoid the traps that may stop you from getting there. We share lessons learned from working with more than 20,000 people to help them on their own journeys to genius and give you the exact strategies and tactics to create a positive upward spiral of genius for yourself with our guest, Dr. Gay Hendricks. Do you need more time, time for work, time for thinking and reading, time for the people in your life, time to accomplish your goals? This was the number one problem our listeners outlined, and we created a new video guide that you can get completely for free when you sign up and join our email list. It's called How You Can Create Time for the Things That Really Matter in Life. You can get it completely for free when you sign up and join the email list at successpodcast.com. You're also going to get exclusive content that's only available to our email subscribers. We recently pre-released an episode and an interview to our email subscribers a week before it went live to our broader audience. And that had tremendous implications because there was a limited offer in there with only 50 available spots that got eaten up by the people who were on the email list first. With that same interview, we also offered an exclusive opportunity for people on our email list to engage one-on-one for over an hour with one of our guests in a live exclusive interview just for email subscribers. There's some amazing stuff that's available only to email subscribers that's only going on if you subscribe and sign up to the email list. You can do that by going to successpodcast.com and signing up right on the homepage. Or if you're driving around right now, if you're out and about and you're on the go, you don't have time, just text the word SMARTER to the number 44222. That's S-M-A-R-T-E-R to the number 44222. In our previous episode, We explored how you can confidently be yourself. 
even if you're afraid what other people may do or think. We discussed how your obsession with niceness and people-pleasing is often a problem and shared specific strategies you can use to overcome it. We talked about the power and importance of saying no and the right way to do it so that you can move away from approval-seeking and step into bold authenticity with our previous guest, Dr. Aziz Gazapura. If you want to stop being afraid to be yourself, listen to our previous episode. Now, for our interview with Dr. Hendricks. Today, we have another incredible guest back on the show, Dr. Gay Hendricks. Gay is the president of the Hendricks Institute and has been a thought leader in the fields of relationship, transformation, and body-mind therapies for over 45 years. He earned his PhD in counseling psychology from Stanford and taught at the University of Colorado for 21 years. He's conducted seminars across the globe and is a multi-best-selling author of over 40 books, most recently of which is The Joy of Genius. Gay, welcome back to The Science of Success. Thanks a lot, Matt. It's really great to be back with you and your uh, audience. Well, we really enjoyed the conversation the first time around, and obviously you've got this new book coming out, which is the sequel to The Big Leap, which is a phenomenal book and really transformational book personally for me. I'd love to kind of start with, you know, just sort of rehashing some of the key themes and ideas because what you write about in Joy of Genius really builds on the work from Big Leap. And so tell me a little bit about kind of the core ideas around Big uh, Big Leap and this this notion of upper limit problems and how we often kind of self-sabotage and reset our happiness. Yes. Well, the Big Leap is really about two big issues that human beings face. One of them I gave the name for it many years ago. I started calling it the upper limit problem. And what happens is that people get used to operating at a certain level of success or a certain level of feeling good or a certain level of flow of intimacy in their relationships. And then upper limits come up where certain fears get triggered inside ourselves and cause us to sabotage ourselves and bring us back down to our more familiar level. So that's one thing the big leap is all about is how to spot your upper limit problems and how to handle those four or five key fears that are underneath the upper limit problem. For example, many people, as they get more successful, they trip an old fear inside of feeling unworthy or or low self-esteem, and that causes them then to sabotage themselves. Other people trip a fear of outshining other people, and that causes the upper limit problem to fall into place on them. So the big leap is about the upper limit problem. It's also about genius and what I then call the zone of genius. I now call it the genius spiral in the new book because I begin to feel that zone is a little limiting in itself and that it applies that it's an enclosed space. So I decided to come up with a new image, and I call it now the genius spiral. I'll explain that in a moment. But genius is all about finding out what you most love to do inside. And it also coincides with what you are most productive and contributive with. So what I've found from working with people over the years, I think we've worked with about 20,000 people now in our seminars, and about four or 5,000 couples in our uh, relationship seminars, what we found is that almost everyone, no matter how successful you are, has still a lot of potential left to be developed. So I've worked with some of the best executives. I used to consult with the top team at, at Dell Computer, and I've worked with all sorts of different very bright people. And I've never met one, including myself, 
that didn't have some remaining potential they were leaving on the table in the form of their genius. So what happens is that many of us get stuck in one of three boxes. One is the incompetence box where you're doing things that you're not very good at and kind of complaining about it a lot. And number two is the competence box where you're doing things that you're pretty good at, but somebody else could do them just as well. The third box that people, especially very bright, capable people get stuck in is the excellence box where you're doing things that you're really good at and you get good feedback at and probably make good money at too, but it's not really what you want to be doing down in your heart and soul. So what I say is that human beings need to make a commitment to bringing forth their genius because people I've worked with, including myself and my wife and others right around us here, come back later and think, wow, I had no idea I was leaving so much of my potential on the table unexpressed. So once you begin to look for and express your genius, I say you have absolutely no idea what kind of miracles you can contribute in your life. So the new book, The Joy of Genius, builds on the big leap because it's about soaring higher and higher on the genius spiral. And so it has its own set of moves and ideas in it, including the one you mentioned, the genius move. So I want to spend time talking to you about those kinds of things, but I wanted to give a little background in the big leap first. What a great idea. I love this concept that even the most successful people have potential left on the table. Yes, absolutely. And in fact, when I started thinking about this, I always tell people when they ask me how long did it take to write The Big Leap? I said, well, I thought about it for 30 years and then it took about a year to write it. So in thinking about it in the 30 years before I wrote The Big Leap, I discovered, first of all, in myself that I was only spending about 10% of my work time doing things I really love to do. And here I was, I was a PhD from Stanford, so I ought to have known better, you know? And uh, that's why I'm saying it doesn't matter how bright you are or how many PhDs or MDs or anything you have, it's all about making an inner commitment, first of all, to bringing forth your genius. So when I first started thinking about it, I said, wow, I'm leaving 90% of my potential on the table. And so I began to, first of all, make a commitment to it and then choose activities in my life that were based on things I loved to do. And I started my, my first goal. I just wanted to get from 10% up to maybe where I was spending a third of my time doing things I really love to do. And it took me a while to get there. I'm not saying this is an overnight thing. This sometimes takes like it took me a couple of years to get from 10% up to 30% of my time. And then it took me a couple more years to get up to 50% of my time. But after a few years, I realized, hey, I'm spending half my time doing things I love to do. And the rest of my time, I'm spending time doing things I have to do or promise somebody I do. They're not necessarily my genius, but I'm, I'm spending time on them. So I set the goal of doing 70% of my time in my zone of genius on the genius spiral. And that took me a little while longer. But now for the past 20 years or so, I spend 90% of my time doing what I most love to do, including what you and I are doing right now, Matt. I really enjoy, even though I've done hundreds and hundreds of interviews, every single one of them is a new opportunity for me to help people understand how to invite forth their genius. And I can tell you from having 
lived my life over the past many years, there's nothing more satisfying than accessing your own genius and also inspiring the genius of people around you. To me, that's life at its best. And that's what I want everybody that reads The Joy of Genius to learn how to do. You bring up another really important conclusion in that story, and it's the idea that this is not a quick fix. It's not an overnight thing. It's about a slow building up of that genius muscle. I mean, I think it's such a great image. It took you years to go from 10% of your time in your place of genius to 30% of your time and years more to get to 50%. For people listening, you think that you're going to get this magic answer that's going to instantly snap you into living your best life all the time. But the reality is it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of presence. It takes a lot of focus to every single day just expand and expand and expand. And it's hard work. Yeah. And it's it's essential work. And though I, it took me a while, but it wasn't really hard in the sense that every time I expanded into doing more and more of what I most love to do, it invites up more energy. And so every time you make a bigger commitment to your genius, you get a bigger wave of energy that you can ride. So life always gives us exactly what we need. But a lot of times we're leaving on the table what we really want. And so what I really want people to do first and foremost is find out if they're courageous enough to make an actual heartfelt inner commitment to bringing forth their genius. I give in The Joy of Genius, uh, the new book, I give some specific ways you can do that. But let me just give you a simple example, a 10 second example. It only takes 10 seconds to say to yourself, I commit to bringing forth my genius no matter what it takes. And I think it takes that kind of commitment to doing it. You need to do whatever it takes to bring forth your genius. So if you just said that simple sentence to yourself and meant it sincerely, I commit to bringing forth my genius no matter what it takes, that simple commitment gets you into the game. Even when we're working with super top of the line Fortune 50 executives, we always start the same way. We ask them to make a commitment to bringing forth their genius, and then we ask them to make a commitment to spending at first 10 minutes a day focusing on it. No matter how busy somebody is, they can always find 10 minutes a day. And sometimes if people don't know what their genius is, we ask them to simply go in a room for 10 minutes and ask the question in a wondering way, hmm, what is my genius? Take a notepad in and just jot down things that come forth. You might have to ask that a dozen times before anything comes. But even if you spent the whole 10 minutes just saying, hmm, what really is my genius? That would be valuable time spent because you would be opening up to a very essential question that all of us need to answer. If I may tell a quick story, my wife and I actually, while we're doing this interview this month, we're having our 37th wedding anniversary this month. And so we've been married. We got married in Colorado and at our wedding, which was up on the top of a mountain, in the middle of us saying our wedding vows, two beautiful hawks came way up in the sky above us and circled around and around, riding wind currents up into the sky higher and higher. And it was such a beautiful metaphor that we actually got a picture of it on our wedding day. And we think about that oftentimes. And I think about that a lot when I was writing The Joy of Genius, because that's where I got the original idea for the genius spiral. 
was I noticed that those hawks, as they were soaring higher and higher, riding the wind currents and going around and around in the spiral, they were doing it absolutely effortlessly. They weren't working hard at it. They weren't flapping their wings wildly or anything. They were just making these little subtle adjustments that allowed them to ride higher and higher on the wind currents. And I thought, what a beautiful metaphor for how your exploration of genius can go, that it doesn't really need to be hard, painful work. It's just a matter of committing to it and then staying in the flow of it. So we ask people to begin with the 10 minute exercise. But what we know is that that 10 minutes is going to soon be 20 minutes. And because genius is addictive and it's contagious. The more you do of your genius, the more you want to do of your genius. And the more you inspire other people with your genius, the more people get inspired. So when I first started, I talked about these ideas first with a little group of six professionals and executives. And from that grew another group of 30 of them. And for that, you know, after a while, I was talking to 500 people at a time about the upper limit problem and the genius spiral. And so then it, you know, spiraled out to a few million people after I wrote The Big Leap. And so what I'm telling people is that when you make a commitment to your own genius, you're also beginning a process that inspires people around you to be more in touch with their genius. And that to me is the real joy of genius is when you feel it inside and you see it on the faces of the people that you inspire. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hiring the right person takes time, time that you often don't have. But you shouldn't let a time crunch get in the way of finding the right candidates for your business. That's why LinkedIn is the best place to post your job. In fact, I was on LinkedIn Jobs this morning looking for candidates to fill a key role in one of my businesses. 
LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with hard and soft skills you're looking for so that you can hire the right person quickly. You can look for things like collaboration, creativity, and adaptability, looking beyond just work skills and resumes to connect you with the candidates who are a perfect match for your business. That's how LinkedIn makes sure that your job post gets in front of the people you actually want to hire because they have a much better ability to get a deep insight into exactly who is the right candidate for you and your business. Find the right person meant for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want, and the first $50 is on them. Just visit linkedin.com slash success. Again, that's linkedin.com slash success to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. And so how does this relate to what you've called the genius move? Yes. Well, the genius move is something that happened that you have the opportunity to do throughout the day. In The Joy of Genius, I describe what I call the genius moment. And if you think about it, we're confronted with genius moments throughout the day. And the genius move is what you do in that moment. So let me tell you how to spot a genius moment first. A genius moment may look like a problem on the surface, but what it really is is an invitation to calling forth your genius. So here's a quick way to spot a genius moment. It's when you come up against something that is outside your control, that you don't know how to control. You probably know in the the 12-step world and places like that, there's a tremendous emphasis on letting go of focusing on things that you don't have any control over and opening up to the real magic of the present moment. And I want to give you a quotation from somebody from 2,000 years ago. There was a great philosopher named Epictetus, and the first line of his book kind of says it all. I quote this in The Joy of Genius. Epictetus said, the secret of happiness is knowing that there are some things you can control and some things you cannot. And so if you think of the moments that go by during your day, a lot of the things that make us miserable is when we lock in and start obsessively thinking about things that we don't have any control over whatsoever. Like I've worked with so many people that get all caught up in their minds about what other people think of them. But if you think about it for a moment, none of us have any ability to control what other people think of us. And it's a total wasted use of our mental abilities to obsess about that. Whereas if you bring yourself into the present, into right now, there is probably something that you could do that's positive that would make people think well of you. But a lot of us don't get around to that because we get all consumed with the activity in our mind and thinking about all the people we have to be responsible to and, you know, jamming up our minds with a real traffic jam of thoughts about things that we don't have any control over. Or here's another classic example. We work with people all the time here who are caught up with something that happened in their past. They can't let go of something that happened before, some some bad thing they did or some unpleasant event that happened or some very painful event from early in their life. But if you think about it for a moment, you realize that none of us have any control whatsoever over the past. 
And so there's only one reason to think about the past, and that's to identify something in this moment that you can do differently. So, for example, if you're caught up in thinking about some relationship that was painful that happened some years ago, even if the person is dead, not even living, what we do here is we have people take an action in the present that gets them out of the past. So, for example, there was a person once that I realized one day that I still owed some money to, $160 to, that I borrowed from this person to complete my graduate program at the University of New Hampshire in 1968. And then I got mad at this person. We got into a hassle and I ended up quitting my job. And I I guess I used unconsciously the excuse that I was mad at him as an excuse not to pay him back. And so some years later, that came into my mind and I said, wait a minute, that's an incompletion. I still owe him, well, I owe him more money now if I include a little interest, but I'm using in my mind the fact that I was angry at him to not keep an agreement that I made. And I realized that's such an unhappy making thing to do. And so I got in touch with him and tracked him down. Lived in, he was living 3,000 miles away by then. But I tracked him down and was able to pay him money back and his money back and a little extra. And so I really, at that moment, I felt a kind of a relaxation inside that I'd never really felt before. And so that's an example of how to do something in the present that completes the past. So whenever you find yourself thinking about the, the past, or worried about the future, that is a genius moment. Because in that moment, if you can use the genius move from the joy of genius, where I show you how to let go of all of that and kind of radiate and illuminate the present to open into that beautiful big space of the present, the moment you learn how to do that with the genius move, you open up new space for your true genius to emerge. So when you're not caught up in thinking about the past or not caught up and worried about the future, you will be amazed at how much genius, how much natural genius you have access to in that big open space called the present. And what I try to do in The Joy of Genius is I, I wrote the book so it's just like you sitting here in my office with me. If you buy the audiobook, particularly, it's really like me talking to you in your ear. And if you get the electronic book, you can always turn on the whisper sync and hear the uh, audio in the background. So I'm very interested in creating the kind of atmosphere in the book that people have here in my office. And so that's the value of the joy of genius. It gives you that real intimate approach where you can bring forth your genius in the quiet of yourself. And by doing that, begin to inspire people around you in a way that maybe you've never inspired them before. I think that's a great example and, and really provides a meaningful way to think about that in any moment where you're encountering a problem. How can you open yourself up to the present and really let your genius flow into that? Yeah, it's absolutely crucial because the thing is that I think if you look down inside yourself, you personally, as well as folks that are listening to the podcast, if you check down in yourself, I bet you'll find, as I did, that there's a way you're never going to be quite satisfied in life unless you're bringing forth your true genius. 
And I make a distinction in The Joy of Genius between ordinary creativity and true creativity. True creativity is when you're expressing your own genius and you're doing it in a way that inspires other people around you. That's the difference between true creativity and ordinary creativity. Ordinary creativity is when you're using your creativity to meet somebody else's goals. You know, like through a regular job, you need to bring your creativity to it. But in a way, you can't feel ultimately good about that because it's not your own creativity that you're using to develop your own life. So I want people to have that intimate conversation with yourself. You know, there's a great philosopher of 400 years ago, I think, uh, now named Blaise Pascal. And Blaise Pascal, I don't know too much about him, but I wrote down one thing that he said, which just knocked my socks off some years ago. Here's the gist of what he said. He said, all of humanity's problems stem from not being able to sit in a room by ourselves for 10 minutes doing nothing. <laughs> I thought that was such a genius statement, because if you think about it, what most of us need is a good 10 minutes a day of deep communion with who we really are and what we really want to bring forth into the world. What is my specific individual genius? What are my unique abilities? What do I love to do more than anything in the world? And as we begin to bring those forth, as you begin to invite that out into the world, it's just like miracles start to happen all around you. I wouldn't have been able to say this 30 or 40 years ago because it felt like I was breaking new ground in myself. But when I started seeing the results around me, when I started working with executives and telling them about my journey and inviting them to open up to their true creativity and their true genius, it turned on lights in a lot of people that they had never experienced before. And that ultimately led me to write The Big Leap. But what I've been working on in the nine years since The Big Leap came out was the joy of genius and how to put this thing called the genius move and the genius moment into something where people could actually hold this little book in their hand. And when I say little, I think it may be one of the shortest books I've ever read. It's only 120 or 30 pages. You can literally read it on an airplane trip. Like I got an email yesterday from a guy, an executive back east, who'd said he'd read it on the trip from Chicago back home to New York. And he was he said, I can't not write this down. You know, I have to write you this fan letter. And he sat down in the airport when he got there and wrote this email. And that's exactly what I want for the book is if you give it even 10 minutes and read the first chapter, I predict it's going to change your whole thinking about who you are and what your genius is. And then give it another hour, the commuter time from Chicago to uh, New York or New York to Washington or L.A. to San Francisco or Austin to Dallas. And get that book out and just commit those commitments to memory that I give you in the book. They will really save your bacon on more than one occasion when times get tough. So uh, I consider it uh, my own personal handbook for healthy, conscious living. And it's the last one of these type of books I intend to write because it really has everything 
I really think it's important to say about human transformation in it. So I really uh, invite everybody to take it and make it theirs. And and I appreciate you, Matt, for bringing forth what you're doing, because uh, I appreciate the work that you do on helping people bring forth their genius uh, every week through your I've seen other uh, people that you talk to and other conversations you have, and I really want to appreciate you for the quality of the conversations you're bringing into the world. You're obviously operating on the genius spiral yourself. You're very kind. You're very kind. And, you know, it's people like you have helped me along my own journey of, of thinking about how I can tackle upper limit problems and try to try to bring forth my genius more frequently. Well, good. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. And I would love to come back on sometime after the book's been out for a few months and have everybody that's uh, read it join us again. And uh, we'll go a little bit deeper on it. Awesome. Well, I know you're short on time and, and you have to run for kind of one quick final question. What would be one kind of action item you'd give to listeners other than checking out the book as sort of a piece of homework they could do to start bringing forth their genius? I'll give you the same assignment I've given to billionaires here in my officer in their offices, which is let's sit together for 10 minutes first, just living in the question of what is my genius? If you already have a sense of what your genius is, ask another question, which is how can I bring forth my genius in ways that inspire me and people I interact with? How can I bring forth my genius in a way that inspires me and other people I interact with. So take 10 minutes. Let's take Blaise Pascal's advice and go in a room by yourself or with a coach for 10 minutes and just spend time asking that question. What we call them are wonder questions because you're not trying to beat yourself up with the question. Like you're not saying, oh, why can't I think about my genius? You know, you ask it in a wonder sense. Hmm, what is my genius and how can I best bring it forth? Well, thank you once again for coming on the show. It's great to have you back on here. A huge fan of you and your work. And, and we're so glad that you could join us once again. Thank you very much, Matt. I appreciate you and what you're doing in the world. And thanks to all our uh, my Big Leap readers and the readers of the new book. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to The Science of Success. We created the show to help you, our listeners, master evidence-based growth. I love hearing from listeners. If you want to reach out, share your story, or just say hi, shoot me an email. My email is matt at successpodcast.com. That's M-A-T-T at successpodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I read and respond to every single listener email. I'm going to give you three reasons why you should sign up for our email list today by going to successpodcast.com, signing up right on the homepage. There's some incredible stuff that's only available to those on the email list, so be sure to sign up, including an exclusive curated weekly email from us called Mindset Monday, which is short, simple, filled with articles, stories, things that we found interesting and fascinating in the world of evidence-based growth in the last week. Next, you're getting an exclusive chance to shape the show, including voting on guests, submitting your own personal questions that we'll ask guests on air, and much more. Lastly, you're going to get a free guide we created based on listener demand, our most popular guide, which is called How to Organize and Remember Everything. You can get it completely for free, along with another surprise bonus guide by signing up and joining the email list today. Again, you can do that at successpodcast.com, sign up right at the homepage, or if you're on the go, just text the word SMARTER, S-M-A-R-T-E-R, to the number 44222. Remember, the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to a friend, either live or online. If you enjoyed this episode, 
please leave us an awesome review and subscribe on iTunes because that helps boost the algorithm that helps us move up the iTunes rankings and helps more people discover the science of success. Don't forget, if you want to get all the incredible information we talk about in the show, links, transcripts, everything we discuss, and much more, be sure to check out our show notes. You can get those at successpodcast.com. Just hit the show notes button right at the top. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Science of Success. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.